It's Monday, August 30th, and you're listening to episode 30 of the Chasing Points podcast, your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. I'm Sam. I'm Brandon. Hey, Brandon. What's up, man? You know, just waiting to watch Jake Paul get his face punched in. That's all. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, (laughs) glad you could join us today. I say this every week, but I mean it this week. We have a great show. Uh, it's part one of our two-part NFL preview, and uh, we flipped the coin, and we're going NFC. And I could think I was just saying this off air. Could think of no one else that we could do this with, but to reintroduce our friend and our uh, our first podcast guest, Dave Sepperson, coordinating producer for Sports Illustrated. What's up, Dave? Hey, Dave. Thank you guys for having me back. It's always a pleasure to join you guys. Uh, this is a blast for me. I love doing it. So. Thank you so much. Looking forward to it. We had uh, we had such a blast in, in April uh, previewing and recapping the NFL draft that we knew that when it came time to preview the NFL season that we'd love to have you back. And, and thanks for making the time. And um, yeah, I, I think we should probably just dive right in. Um, Let's go for it. Before that, Dave, how can we follow you on the internets? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Dave Sepperson. Uh, all things Islanders, Mets, Jets, Tottenham, but not a lot of Mets lately because I don't know if you guys saw what happened with the team. Maybe we'll end it later, but oh man, I am really, really mad at those players. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that came up offline, but yeah, let's we'll we'll get to that maybe uh, for sure. Let's just dive in. Uh, let's start with the again. We uh, we let our uh, our we didn't flip a coin. We let our guest pick the NFC, so we're starting with the NFC. But all all good. We're ready to go. And I guess jump right into the NFC East. Uh, What's the stat? It's been since 2004 that the same team has won the NFC East in back-to-back years. Yep. Guess what team that was? Crickets. It was the Eagles, right? It sure was. Sure was. It's also in the notes that you wrote out. So thanks for that. But I knew that. (laughs) So I guess we, you know, we'll just dive in and go position by position. and, And I guess when you talk about that, NFC East and to appease our fan base of Cowboy fans. Let's just start there. Uh, a lot of questions going on. I have still not watched hard knocks, but I've heard that the highlight is a drone video uh, of, of the, the season. So we'll probably just sums up the off season for the Cowboys, but Dak's getting uh, healthy with his ankle. And now all these shoulder injuries and reports out of his camp from Adam Schefter saying, that he may not be a hundred percent this year, guys. What what do we make of the Dallas Cowboys in twenty twenty one? Dave, I'll throw it to you first. Yeah, I feel like a fraud because uh, the Hard Knocks is one of my favorite shows, but I've only seen episode one. I have the rest of my DVR, just not had a chance to get to them, but I am going to. Uh, watching episode one, I will say I became a big fan of Dak. I actually think like I've, I haven't been in the past, but he comes off really likable as a guy who works hard. Uh, Zeke comes off well as well, and they seem like they have a really good friendship. Um, obviously the question just going to be, is Dak going to stay healthy? I think he will. I think the offensive line is healthy again, which obviously means Zeke's going to be, you know, better because that was one of the biggest reasons he was so bad last year is, you know, they were able to stack the box as offensive line was injured. And so that kind of just took everything down, but, uh, with everybody healthy again, no reason the Cowboys shouldn't get right back to the top of the division. You know, the Eagles, I, we'll talk about more each of these teams visually, but, you know, I don't really believe in them. The Giants, oh boy, and uh, the Washington football team, like, not not gonna happen with Fitz magic. Not not to me. Seeing him as a Jets quarterback, I will never 
buy into the belief again. Just, I've lived, I've lived it. So running down the division. Hey, uh, it's funny. It's funny that he said that, you know, seems like that our uh, Zeke is likable. That's because you only saw episode one. You didn't see episode two or three, (laughs) um, (laughs) which will immediately change your mind frame on him because he sounds like a complete airhead. He sounds like what people describe as what football players are. The stereotypical football player that just sounds like an airhead. That's what Zeke sounds like. Um, but Dakota, uh, he is exactly what you said. Uh, he is extremely likable. Uh, all the trials and tribulations that he has gone through, uh, his brother taking his own life, um, losing his mother. Uh, I, I mean, this young man has literally had battle after battle after battle. Uh, the injury that we all watched, um, I remember watching it live, which was unfortunate. Um, and then and then what Sam also alluded to, I mean, his shoulder injury, I can tell you guys from my own experience, from my ruptured Achilles, uh, you, you your body does overcompensate for certain things. So I can understand why his shoulder hurts, because my shoulder uh, was hurting as well and was fatigued and it felt like I pitched 100 innings, uh, which I did not uh, <laughs> clearly because I cannot push off the mound right now. Um, but I do think the Cowboys will take this division. Um that is me being obviously coming from an Eagles fan. I, I think there's no way that they shouldn't take the division. And if they don't take the division, then they're just a complete failure. But I mean, the Cowboys have done Cowboy esque things in the past. So I, I mean, I don't think many people would be shocked if they did that, but I truly do not think uh, that they are not going to win uh, the NFC. Uh, and I definitely could see them potentially winning one playoff game but that might be pushing it even for me. So that's where I kind of stand with it. Oh, and I, also Zeke is going to be an absolute monster this year. I, f- I have to first introduce a new f- guest on the podcast. There's a cricket outside of my office window. I don't know if you could hear it or nope, not. Did not. Okay, great. Awesome. <laughs> but if that happens, we'll, uh, we'll give him a name, but um, I feel like everything needs to go right for this cowboy team too. And with, you know, starting with the head coach too, which we haven't, even gotten to yet but needs to go right for this cowboy team i mean luckily for them they're in a division that like does you know is not much of a threat and you know they're not playing in the west or anything um these teams all have huge flaws um but you know the Cowboys dedicated their draft to defense i feel like if their defense just plays average that will that will be great great strides for them but it all rests on on Dak's arm and he was on ridiculous pace before he before he uh, got hurt last year what like 6000 yards he was going to throw for something ridiculous after only like four games but um I can't think because of this damn cricket I, he, he, I hear the cricket now and Dak nice. did all that Dak did all that while the Cowboys were still losing because he did yeah. that yeah <laughs> he did that in most of the fourth quarters when they were already out of the game yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, so I guess that's the Cowboys. I don't know how you want to just go team by team here, and then we'll just pick a we'll pick a favorite here. Hey, you're the moderator here. I'm just here. I am so the I moderator. I'm just here, so I won't get fined. Yeah, man. Sorry, this cricket. It's crickets. Uh, uh, now make me think there's one in my office with me. I'm like, is I'm it that loud? I think there's one in my office too now. 
I hear it. That's great. I hear it, but I mean, it's probably more annoying to you because it's right there, Sam. I can barely hear it, but I hear it enough. It's okay. Moving on to the Eagles. Thank you. Your Eagles. (laughs) Thank you. Let's Uh, let's continue. (laughs) Hayes, I can't even talk about the Eagles without just throwing it to you first. I think that's the fairest thing. Uh, Okay. Sure. (laughs) Of course, you always love setting me up with my Eagles. Um, I think the real question here is, do uh, does the Eagles front office finally say that Jalen is uh, the quarterback for the future? Uh, All the players uh, have stood up for him and are impressed by what he does on and off the field, whether it's gathering uh, his teammates to do uh, off field uh, practices questioning or, or quizzing his teammates through the hallway, uh, the way that he conducts himself uh, via media, what you hear about uh, in these, uh, these, these camps that they've had with other teams, how the other, uh, the press for other teams have spoken about him. So it's really going to be interesting what they do. I mean, the, the whole thing that everybody has been talking about is, well, they're going to trade for Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson just came out this week. He didn't flat out said it, but source came out and said that he doesn't want to go anywhere but Miami uh, and, and the Eagles are not a place that he wants to go. I'm sure he wants to go to the sun. I think he should probably not go anywhere like that with his situation, but he's his own man. Um, I also am fine with the Eagles not uh, mortgaging their whole. Uh, they're all their picks for Deshaun Watson, even though I know he is a generational a quarterback. I just don't think that's something that they should do. Uh, but there is a third first round pick looming, depending if Carson Wentz can stay healthy. That's a terrible bet, but I mean, we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm also curious to see what happens to Zach Ertz. Uh, throughout this whole offseason, uh, they've been talking about trading, trading, trading. Now, the Eagles have not flat out said that they were going to trade him, uh, but that is what they've been talking about in the media about trading him. Ertz said that he wanted to come out her sources as well. Um, so I'm really curious about that, but I've, I've heard nothing uh, but ranting and raving about uh, the new blonde <laughs> Zach Ertz and how he's uh, his connection with Jalen has been pretty great. And you you've seen it in a couple of the preseason games that they did play uh, together. Uh, but the, the thing that I are the one person that I'm most interested in, in seeing is Devonta Smith. Uh, who I do believe is going to be the uh, rookie of the year uh, for the NFC. And I'm curious to see how he does. His routes are immaculate. Um, I, I I just really want to see what he does this year. And that's enough for me talking about my Eagles because Sam just wants me to always talk about my Eagles. And I don't think you guys want to hear that anymore. So back to you. <laughs> I I don't understand the the whole Deshaun Watson trade stuff right now, especially with everything looming. Um, David, clearly all, on... clearly all coming from his agent. They're the one pushing out narratives of trades. It's got to be. It makes zero sense for Miami to be interested in him. It makes zero sense for anybody to trade for him right now. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think that is the agent trying to drum some interest, just getting some words out there to the media. That, that to me, is what it screams of. Uh, so yeah, to me, it's all, it's all noise. I wouldn't take any of it seriously talking about yeah. the Eagles. I, you know, I think Jalen Hurts is a solid quarterback and, you know, can he be special? Yeah, maybe it's, you know, a lot of things you got to break right for him, but he's got talent that that is for sure. Uh, I'm really intrigued by Minshew mania, the backup quarterback they traded for, you know, you can like, leave the podcast now. 
you can leave the podcast right now. <laughs> I think it's the smart. I actually think it's a smart investment to have a good backup like that. If gosh, you know, God forbid something happens. I mean, listen, the Eagles aren't going to win the division this year, even if somebody is they're talent deficient across the board at other places. But he's a good quarterback, and you know, nothing wrong with having somebody like that in the room. You know, they give a lot of money to Flacco. I think with two million guaranteed or something. So, like, guess he's going to be the second or third quarterback. I don't know. It's, it's a weird quarterback room, but you know what? If it gives Jalen Hurts some extra veteran uh, mentorship in the in the quarterback room that he can learn from, you know, then maybe it's money well spent. So we'll have to wait and see. You know, the Ertz thing is really interesting. I thought for sure he's going to get traded. Maybe he still does, but um, you know, he's a, he's a good player and he can obviously still play in the NFL and he can help the team win. And if it's the Eagles, I'm sure he's going to play really hard. He's the kind of guy who just play hard for whoever he's playing for. Uh, and then Devonta Smith, I love him. I think he's a really talented player. Rookie of the year. The only reason I don't think he gets it is because, unfortunately, I do think he's going to have a few injuries this season. He's already been banged up a little bit here and there. Um, I think that's that'll be his biggest reason for why he doesn't win the award. I I love the Gardner Minshew trade. I think that you are you, you need to have a, a a capable backup in today's game. I mean, you you see it now. Injuries happening left and right. COVID protocols. Guy, you know breakthrough cases every everything you know matt barkley is under center for the tennessee titans right now um you know so to, to have a capable guy and it, it's clear that it's it's jalen's team and he certainly has the the experience in college the mental makeup and the charisma to lead this team i'm just i'm surprised you guys brought up zach Ertz and potentially getting traded i'm just surprised there's not much more to be said about Zachary. to see like hey says he let, lost a step or two like i know he he spent a lot of the year hurt last year and and well, dallas goddard's taking snaps or taking targets away too but i mean Zachary's is still needs i think needs to be considered as one of the top tight ends in this game no that, am i wrong that was that was the issue my honest opinion is that he wanted to get paid like kelsey like uh what's his name kittle, kittle. thank you so he wanted to get paid like them, and the Eagles didn't want to pay him like that. Uh, even though his production over the years have shown that he's been top three tight end uh, year in, year out, uh, obviously, even with certain injuries, um, I don't think he's the best tight end. I, I definitely still think is is Kelsey uh, and then Kittle, but Kittle's not too far behind. But uh, I think that was the whole thing. So I, I think it's – kind of like what, what Dave was talking about with the Deshaun Watson thing. I think it's more like a agent thing and, you know, to try to get him out so he can actually get the money that people want to pay. And he was, he was tied to Carson Wentz, like, Oh, let's go, go to the Colts and this whole situation. So I think that's really where it was. I don't, I haven't seen him lose a step. I mean, <laughs> you also got to remember the past two years, the Eagles teams that have been put out on the field have not been the greatest whatsoever. So if teams are zeroing in on your best wide receiver or your best, excuse me, your best receiver at that point in time, uh, it's kind of hard for your production to be to where it is when you're the best person out there catching the ball. So I, I just think it's just a culmination of that, but I don't, I haven't seen him lose a step. It's just the injuries is the only thing like you alluded to last year. That's really it for me. And, uh, you know, again, as, as Dave mentioned, Eagles probably not running away with this division at all, but the plethora of draft picks that are coming potentially three firsts 
next year or this upcoming draft if Carson Wentz stays off the field. But, you know, uh, that's for the AFC preview. But, um, you know, a, a bright future for this team, especially if, if uh, Jalen Hurts can be the the quarterback that, you know, we've seen him be at, at Oklahoma and Alabama for sure. Um, Just for the record, the two Jet fans with Mike White as their backup quarterback think those Minshew traders. That, and I didn't, <laughs> exactly. and I didn't want to bring up, I didn't want to bring up the Jets, but I would, the next thing out of my mouth would have been, I would have taken Gardner Minshew for a sixth round pick. No, for sure. I mean, no, it's not a bad, it's not a bad, not a bad trade at all. Sure. Like, you, I mean, you knew he wasn't going to do, he's going to be distraught in Jacksonville after that whole situation happened, uh, which I saw something which is pretty funny. It said, was, was it you that sent me, Sam? Was it the quote about not going to the bathroom? No, no, oh, no. that's you hilarious. That <laughs> no, I did not. Um, it was uh, it was basically saying it was a shot at Urban Meyer. He said that there was a quarterback competition this whole time and then waits all this time to name Trevor Lawrence and then trades Gardner Minshew for a six round pick. It was like, yeah. And I was just like, this is why I keep saying he's going to lose his locker room because he does things like this. So we don't have time for Urban Meyer today. Next week, though, the <laughs> AFC South preview. Yeah. Stay tuned, man. That'll be fun. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. On on, on these Eagles, though, I, I guess we'll we'll go up the uh, up the turnpike and uh, just talk about these G men. Um, I I guess I'll I'll start with this. Uh, it's an obvious year three. It's it's got to be make or break, right, guys? For Daniel Jones and Dave Gettleman, if you will I'd say so. Like this, this is the time. I'd say so. No. Dave's shaking his head. Go ahead, man. Daniel Jones, yes. I Listen, I've never been a Daniel Jones believer or Daniel Jones fan. I just don't think he's that good. And I think he is what he is. I think he's a mediocre quarterback who can lead an offense, but he's going to throw a lot of interceptions. And I don't think he's ever going to be super special. I've always felt that. I felt this is the day he was drafted. However, you know, get him into draft Saquon, who I do think when healthy is one of the best running backs in the NFL. And, you know, if he can stay healthy, he has, you know, Paul Fame potential. I've always felt that. He's super special uh and i think you will bounce back because i think he's that kind of athlete and you know you pray that he doesn't get injured again so like i don't know if you listen i understand it's easy to tie jones and get him in at the hip because obviously he drafted jones and you know if it doesn't work out you let him go i still think there's an argument that if daniel jones isn't the guy that you can keep gettleman giant fans probably don't want to hear that but i don't know i think gentleman's done a pretty good job as gm i don't think he's been like awful um yeah, the Daniel Jones pick, if you're going to, like, tie his entire career to that one pick, then, yeah, he's gone because um, I just don't think the Giants are going to win that many games this year. They, to me, they're like a six-win team or something. Um, and so, yeah, I just uh, – I don't really believe in the Giants. I think they're I think they're fine. But, you know, they're one of those middle-of-the-road teams that you'll just kind of forget about after week like, six. Yeah, uh, Kenny Galladay not on the field practicing. Kadarius Tony, their first-round pick that they traded back for not on the field practicing Saquon finally practicing. Hopefully, you know, they can sure up that, that line was shirt up. Hopefully that line could play better. And, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, it, it may not be fair to tie the two of them, but you look at a draft where, I mean, hindsight's 2020 now, but dartled in that draft and Josh, I mean, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, really the, um, I guess so far prizes of that 2018 quarterback class, but also some Giants fans are him for not taking a quarterback when you see what Saquon did. 
pick was the right pick. I, that's how I feel. I mean, yeah, you want to like say oh, we should have picked Josh Allen. I mean, like I'm the first to say I killed Josh Allen. I thought you were busting NFL. Yeah, I yeah, I did too. About him. Yeah, so, like, but like it's impossible. Like you know, he was right. That pick was the right pick at the time. Well, what I was what I was trying to say too was you know a lot of I've heard from my friends that are Giants fans about you know trading trading away an opportunity to get Justin Fields you know or you know you know not not so much mac jones but you know yeah i i don't love that revisionist stuff but it's it's part of it's it's just part of dave gettleman's career now you know go go figure he finally trades makes a trade in the nfl draft and you know he gets scrutinized for it but to get a one from a team that could potentially be as bad as the bears not a bad look too that was a good trade i stand by that i yeah. mean i know but yeah, I liked it. He wasn't taking Justin Fields. He's still got Daniel Jones. And, like, getting another one next year is, is smart business. It's a good move by GM. And, like, you know, like I said, I, revisionist history I can live with because I've done it. But, like, I'm more upset when it's like, oh, you picked a bust when you should have picked blank. He picked Saquon, who's arguably one of the top five running backs in the NFL when he's healthy. So, like, he didn't make a mistake. He just – the guy got injured. And, you know, and this pick this year got injured. And that's unfortunate that happens. That's football. But – you know, it's not like he made the wrong pick. That's just where I stand on that. Yeah, sir. Hayes. I don't think I don't think I put too much stock into his pick of Saquon. I mean, I, I'm I'm a huge Saquon fan because of Penn State. If you didn't watch what he did prior to the NFL and you had a choice to pick him and you passed him, that would have been stupid as hell. Um, so I don't think I know people scrutinize him for that, but I don't I think that's just stupid. Um, for the Daniel Jones thing, though, I think you're underselling it, Dave, because I've seen GMs get cut for less. And he's tied to basically going up and getting this guy when everybody was saying, why are you getting this guy at this time? So if he doesn't do this, I, I know all the other moves that he made. And, and I agree that all the other moves are, aren't bad. He's building a, a pretty solid team on paper. Uh, but that Daniel Jones thing is the thing that sticks out is like a sore thumb. And I don't think he can get past that, nor his career, um, at least with the Giants. Uh, but Saquon, uh, I mean, I pray he's good. I pray the Giants do not ruin his career because I swear I will go to East Rutherford and have all all the words with everybody somehow, some way, um, <laughs> because that is that is my guy. He's a generational talent. Um yeah, I, I just pray that his his career goes in the direction it's supposed to go. It's an old old school mentality for Gettleman. You know, God, God forbid in the 21st century we stand by our, our first round quarterback after two years. You know, it's yeah, like exactly. now now nowadays it's like let's just cut bait. I mean, Josh Rosen seems to be like that seemed to be fair, right? I didn't I didn't think that the Cardinals should just run away from Josh Rosen, but that's kind of worked out. Um no, yeah, they made but, they made the right decision. There. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I've said this. I'm not a Dan Jones guy. He's not like you know my guy. Uh, but they're also their offensive line isn't very good, and Correct. that's another reason that's also going to potentially hurt Saquon this year. Um, but you know, his talent is you know can make an, a bad offensive line look better. Absolutely. But he, but even still, the Giants aren't going to be right. <laughs> they're going to be the worst in the division for sure, easily. I, yeah, oof, that's gonna be. I would take that bet over the Eagles. I think the Eagles are gonna be. All right, we can we can make this bet off air. 
we can do that. <laughs> nice. That's gonna happen. <laughs> That's nice. definitely gonna happen. All right. Oh God. I have a problem. Can <laughs> can the Washington football team guys repeat and win the division with Ryan Fitzmagic at the helm? Can they? Yes. Will they? No. I believe the Washington football team have the best defense in that division. However, <laughs> I have watched Ryan Fitzpatrick play a lot of quarterback. I have watched him play a quarterback from my team. Ryan Fitzpatrick is what he is. He is a mediocre quarterback. He is not going to – even if he loses in the playoffs, they're not winning with him. I'm sorry. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a nice guy. I like him, but no. I've seen enough to know that he will beat the teams he's supposed to and he'll put up some like ridiculous stat lines once in a while where you're like, oh, my God, four yards, four touchdowns. This is incredible. And then the next week he'll go out and throw two interceptions and 200 yards. And you're like, well, that's what it is. He just he is what he is. So that that is the sole reason I do not believe the Washington football team will win this year. I feel like this team got ahead of schedule here and have a great defense. And they're just kind of like, you know, Heineke, Taylor Heineke had a great little postseason run but instead of kind of investing or finding someone like maybe taking a chance on like Sam, i thought sam darnold in washington would have been would have been a nice project nice experiment um but i i could see why they got the ready mate the the professional right the career quarterback the he's certainly not steady but um could win you some games has a has a big arm but yeah what you're you're absolutely right. What you're getting with Ryan Fitzpatrick is, well, you, you're not really sure what you're getting. Uh, he has capability to, to give you great numbers and to lose you a game and get benched for Taylor Heineke. So, but the coaching staff in Washington is great. Ron Rivera can't say enough about what, you know, seems like a great guy. Can't say, you know, great, great professionals around him. Chase Young, Montez Sweat, great defensive line. Certainly, I, I just think they're ahead of schedule and kind of wasted the opportunity of I'd like to see more of a, a better quarterback under center. And that's what's scary because the defense is good enough to win them a lot of games, and they're not going to have a bad enough record to like go get a top quarterback. So yeah. they're going to have to figure out how to go like either move up in the draft or like find a free agent or trade a bunch of first-round picks to gamble on a player like Deshaun Watson, which is a mistake. Nobody should trade for him. I want to be on record that nobody should trade for him. Right. But, like, that, like they need to figure out how to do – how to get somebody because, like, they're in trouble because they finish middle of the road. Like, if they're any – you know, what is it now, a 9-8 and eight team, uh, you know, they'll be somewhere in the middle of the pack. They won't have a chance. They're going to have to trade two or three firsts to move up to get that guy if they find somebody they really want. And as Jets fans, again – we know this all too well. Uh, yeah. You end up picking 16 to 20. That's not helping anybody. But, you know, a Mitchell Trubisky, a Sam Darnold, I just thought would have been a nice, hey, see what happens kind of thing. But, hey. Do a Darnold, not Trubisky. <laughs> so crazy that you both show Gardner some love, but you don't give Fitzmagic love. Like You guys keep calling him Fitzpatrick. Like, that's not even his name anymore. His name is Fitzmagic. And you guys should put some respect on his name. This is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> uh, well, let's, let's start here first. Let's start here first. The Washington football team still doesn't have a name. 
So that's that. It's true. Facts. Um, so that's number one. This is the big thing you guys miss, and I'm highly disappointed in you both for that. Um, so the first thing they should focus on is getting a name, because I'm going to tell you it's not that hard to do. Uh, number two, um, they won the division last year because the Eagles literally pulled every single player out and said, we don't want the Giants to win. Here you go. Uh, so there's that number two. Uh, but I still think they would have won the game anyway. Um, but it, it, I completely agree with you gentlemen here, though. I think that they're wasting their talent that they have on defense. They literally won that division with defense. Uh, and I mean, that's not to say much. It's the NFC least, but um, it, they could have got somebody viable. Like I, I would have tried to get Teddy Bridgewater like before he went to Denver. I would have tried to get a, 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 a Jacoby Brissett. I would have tried to get somebody like that. Um, Mitchell Trubisky. I would have tried to, even though I can't stand Mitchell Trubisky, I would have tried to get somebody like that to, to put in front of, Fitz magic because as you said he's a journeyman he's he's not he's going to get you a couple wins but then outside of that what is he honestly really gonna do? i'd rather have fitzpatrick than any of those quarterbacks i mean that's fair but i i would trubisky that's why this was my time not yours sir uh so so uh, so uh but yeah no i i think it's um I don't know. I, I, I just still think they're just wasting their talent. I, with that defense, I, Chase Young is an absolute monster. And I think there's two players in the NFL that are completely unguardable. It's him and Aaron Donald. <laughs> I don't see anybody else stopping those two. You have them one-on-one, you're losing. You, I literally watched videos earlier this week. I forgot the exact team, but they literally – they didn't double team him. They didn't triple team him. They quadruple teamed Aaron Donald to make sure that he did not get to the quarterback. Their game plan was Aaron Donald. They didn't care about anything else. And I think Chase Young is going to start getting that uh that as well. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if we see that going forward. But I, I mean, can they to, to start off with that? Yes, they can. Like Dave said, I don't think they will, though. But I guess the verdict's still out. All right. Dave. I would like to amend my preview. Let's just start from scratch. Here we go. Uh, they don't have a team. They don't have a, a team name. They don't have a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could save five minutes. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. <laughs> I had something to say, but it's all just it's it's mood at this point. Let's just move on. All right, I'm amending my Uh-oh. winner right now. You guys have convinced me. <laughs> I went into this on our little Google spreadsheet that I uh, was picking the Washington football team, but I just I'll just believe in everything breaking right, and I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win the NFC East. Dave, yeah, same. Yes, they all the the team. Same, same. Huh? I'm not going to say any further because I'm not going to talk up the Cowboys anymore. Same. <laughs> Moving on to NFC North. I got to start in Chicago and 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 the Bears, right? Uh, Dave, break down this whole QB situation for us because, you know, I know they made some kind of promise. There's some kind of blackmail on Andy Dalton's got on Ryan Pace and Charles uh, Charles Nagy. I just said Charles Nagy, Matt Nagy (laughs) uh, and Charles Nagy, the Cleveland Indians pitcher from the 90s. I guess uh, what's going on in, in the uh, under center for the bears. 
as you uh, throw your hands up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't think anyone knows. Dalton's going to be QB1 going into the season, and they're going to let him play. And we're going to watch the Bears be a mediocre football team. And eventually they're going to lose enough games where Justin Fields will get to start. How long will that be? Uh, I looked at the schedule. I think they play the Lions in week four. That's where I would put him in. Uh, maybe, I mean, you can make an argument for week two. But if you're going to give Dalton some time, I mean, give him three weeks. And if they're winning, sure. I don't think they will be. So I'll say week four. And that gives Fields a little bit of time to kind of get himself ready to watch live games in the NFL and, you know, three weeks of uh, practices and hold them clipboard. And then you say, all right, you got the lions, go beat them. Um, that's where I would go. I, yeah, I, I don't know why Dalton's the starter to me, this should be fields team from day one. He looks ready and, and he's their future. So I mean, Dalton's a fine quarterback, but his time is coming on. He had a great career with Cincinnati and it's to be applauded and commended for what he did there. He was a fantastic quarterback, honestly, extremely underrated. Um, but he is at the point in his career, in my opinion, that I think he's just, he's a backup quarterback. And, if, and arguably the best backup quarterback in the NFL, but still a backup. Yeah, Brandon? Uh, also, to kind of piggyback off Dave, uh, yes, his time in and since he was great on the field, but it was even better off the field because of the things that he did within the community, okay. uh, which doesn't get talked about enough. Uh, so I, I do want to give him his, fl- his flowers for that. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, I watched what Andy Dalton did when he was in Dallas as their quarterback. I mean, that was your, that was your time to shine, buddy. You didn't do it. Um, and you had that offense around you that clearly is shown that with uh, Dakota over there, uh, once, once it's going, that offense can put up numbers. You couldn't even come close to it. So, uh, seeing what Justin Fields did, uh, and I know people were talking about, uh, when his comment about, you know, it was, it was slow for me out there. Like some people told that like, Oh, he's being disrespectful. Like, no legit. You could tell by the way that he was reading the defense. Yes, of course. It was the most vanilla defense. He probably is going to see going forward. But you could easily see that he was just reading it and was able to pick it apart and do what he wanted to do. The run that he did out to the the flat and the right where he looked like he was going to run and then pulled up and then passed it. I was just like, good God, like this is this is he's just making this look so easy when he when he tucked the ball and ran it to the, the left side. I was just like, okay, like this is this is nothing. He's faster than most people. He has the arm strength. He's strong, uh, and he has the vision to do it. And I think, and I think the most underrated part about his game is, is his confidence. He's been confident since high school, probably even before that. I haven't seen him when he was in in junior high, but in high school, seeing him there and seeing him leading up to you know choosing uh, the colleges that he chose. Uh, and then seeing what he did on the field, he's super confident. You hearing what he did in the locker room, watching videos of what he did, there's no way that he shouldn't be the starter. I understand Nagy's trying to protect him, um, but I think he should be worried about protecting his future uh, with the Bears because I, I think he's on a very, very thin line as well uh, and could be very uh, be gone very, very soon. But, I, I mean – It'll be interesting because I, I still think that the key part to that team is their offensive line. We can talk about putting Justin Fields out there all we want, but is that offensive line going to hold up? And we got to be honest with each other. That offensive line is pretty much shit. Um, so I pray he, he can be okay, but I would like to see him out there, to, to be honest. 
is Matt Nagy on the hot seat, guys? He's so, been okay, on the hot seat. I have, seat, a, I have a theory opinion. about this. I have a theory about this. There's an argument to be made that he's actually strategically starting Dalton and then going to put in fields later for a few reasons. Because if he started fields day one and they like lost a bunch of games, he's probably getting fired. But if Dalton loses a bunch of games and then fields comes in and plays well and they win a few, lose a few, and it shows a little bit of promise, they can be like, oh, see, he just needed the other quarterback. And they should like, and then he can like get a little bit of a longer leash because it's like, well, let's see what he can do with fields next year. As opposed to like if he had played him all year and Fields was like, you know, awful or like had a really few really bad games and they're just like, yeah, you're not the guy. So like there could be like some strategy there. I'm there's probably a little too like uh conspiracy theory, but in my brain, I'm like, I can I can make that argument. I don't think that's a bad argument at all, to be honest. I think that's a very, very that's a logical thing, logical point of view, because Nagy also said when he first got hired, he said the offense. It's not going to be, he said, this is all going to start clicking year three. This is year three. So he said this when he got hired that it's, it's going to come together year three. This is year three for him. So now I, I it fits right into what you said, Dave. So I, I don't, I don't think it's a terrible logic. I think it's actually kind of spot on to be honest. Year three. Can you imagine like just getting hired for a job and being like, man, <laughs> I'm going to be so productive in year three. The first two years at work, I'm going to do nothing. Yeah. (laughs) But that year three, oh, wait to year three. (laughs) Did I mention that I was, that I, that I uh, played or uh, coached the Chiefs? You know, it's kind of like, it's like one of those things where it's just like, yes, dude. Yeah. Year three. We're aware. Buying yourself some time. If he's really bad, let him go. Bring in Eric the enemy. They already run the same kind of offense. Boom, you're good to go. Call it a day. Ryan Pace shouldn't have been allowed to make this draft pick. <laughs> oh, gosh. Been saying that for a while. Hey, we spent way too much time on the Bears, but Justin Fields is that good. And I, I, whenever it is, if it's week two or week four, I hope, you know, I hope he, he gets on the field um, for sure. Let's go to Lambo, though. Um, can is, we please, can we please, before you guys start, can we please not stay on this Packers one too long? Because ESPN, NFL Network, goddamn every network has been talking about Aaron Rodgers all summer. I think we all know the storyline. So let us just get straight to the point of this one. Uh, so on the Minnesota, I only have one thought on Rodgers. I need to get it out right away. I only want to see him as the host of Jeopardy and nothing else. He was the best. I'm really disappointed he's not just full time host and called it a career. I thought he was the greatest, and I'm really disappointed they didn't pick him. That's all I have to say about the Packers. <laughs> fair, fair Expert analysis. Fair. That's what makes you the best, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir, you're doing I'm, good. I mean, yeah, they're, they're a good team. They're going to win the division. What do you, what else, what does yeah. that yeah. say? No, that's, they're that's good. Yep. Um, the they're going to win. Yeah, we could spend all this time speculating on what's next for Aaron Rodgers. I think, much like last year, this is going to be like scorched earth. I'm going to just ball out and. You know, I don't know if he can continue to be at an MVP pace like he, you know, obviously won the award last year. But I do. The answer is yes. Um, yeah. Um, I, yeah. My answer is ex- yes. I'm excited. Too. I'm excited to see it. Hey, um, you know, I, I think they, you know, uh, didn't put enough around him. But, 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 you know, Devontae Adams is pretty damn good. Aaron Jones, Jones pretty damn good. And Aaron Jones is one of the best running backs in the NFL. He's got a great offensive line. The defense is pretty good. 
He's the got last, <laughs> the last two teams. I forgot to just say how much I love Terry McLaurin and Allen Robinson, your boy, Brandon, but like my boy, I'm glad I got Devonte Adams in there. Cause he's probably, yeah, he's the best wide receiver in football. I don't think there's, you know, I don't think there's much argument there, but anything else on, on the Packers, I guess you guys are right. Can we, uh, do nope. want to just move it along? Packers yep. fans, enjoy your season. You're going to win the division. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Enjoy it. You're and the win. next, the next yeah, host of Jeopardy should be Aaron Rodgers. 100%. Yep. Did we just say that? There it is. All right. One more needs to be said. Hey, let's go to Minnesota though. Um, is it time for the Vikings to move on from Kirk Cousins? Yes. Yep. Emphatic yes. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that defense is pretty good i think justin jefferson is special and dalvin cook could have a huge year but all of these things need to happen and it's like kirk cousins is under center and i know he caught fire for a little bit and you know made it they made it into the playoffs and whatnot but like it's kirk cousins like i just i don't understand why they just keep giving him all this guaranteed money i think that's gonna be mike zimmer's biggest coaching regret yep giving Kirk Cousins, the reins. Like he just, I agree. I think Mike Zimmer is a fantastic football coach, a really, really good football coach. And Kirk Cousins is the definition of mediocrity at the quarterback position. He is fine. He will win you enough games to like potentially get to the playoffs, and they'll be in the playoff. Like the Vikings have a good team, but like, is he going to win them a Super Bowl? In my opinion, absolutely not. I would never bet any amount of money on it. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you my hot take real quick about the NFC North. I'm going to compare them to the NFC East. Here's why. The Packers have the best team on paper, should win, will win. Cowboys have the best team on paper, should win, will win. The Vikings have, outside of the Packers, probably the best defense there. I mean, Bears too. Uh, But Washington football team has one of the best defenses as well. Uh, notice how I didn't mention the offenses, uh, <laughs> because they're, they're non-existent. I really feel like these two divisions are a mirror of each other. There's obviously a couple of players that stand out differently on each of the teams, but I don't think this gets talked about enough. And I think if Kirk, if there was somebody better than Kirk cousins, I would easily give the NFC North a better view than the NFC East. But I really think these two divisions are comparable to one, one another. And that's not something that's great in my opinion. But See, that's what's so frustrating about the Vikings to me because when you talk about the Vikings offense and you look at Thielen, Jefferson, mm-hmm. and Cook, those three weapons are incredible. Correct. Are three of the best players in their Correct. position. And then Cousins is just whatever. He's fine. Like, he'll get them the ball, but, like, I don't know. He's just not going to win them enough games. Not he's going to throw interceptions. He's going to make bad decisions. Like, he's, he's he is what he is. The fact that he makes as much money as he does and leads that team is, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's... Agreed. Patrick Peterson on the Vikings. I, I root for him. Yeah. yeah, that hurts my feelings seeing him there. He, I wish he would have stayed with the Cardinals, but whatever. What do we know about Kellen Mond, Dave? <laughs> just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Um, is the scariest thing on the Detroit Lions Dan Campbell? Okay, so I'm on record. <laughs> I love Dan Campbell. I've been a fan for years. He's from the Parcells coaching tree. I wanted the Jets to hire him a few years ago. I've been all over Dan Campbell. I I know people think he's a crazy person and he's like that old school, like nuts coach. Where everyone's like, this guy's going to be out of a job in three years. And it's very possibly will, but I think he's a really smart coach. I think he's got, a, I think he's a real leader of men. 
And I just, I actually think he's going to turn the lines around. I don't think they're going to win MX playoffs. I think he's going to start making them entertaining, enjoyable, and maybe we see them start to like creep up and, you know, eventually get better. They need to draft well, and that'll be the key for them. But like, I, I like the mentality he has. I think, I really think it's going to work in Detroit. I actually think he's going to be there for longer than three years. And maybe this will come back to bite me and never will laugh at me, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Dan Campbell. I think he's a good coach, and you know, I'm rooting for him. I, I like him. I want, I want him to succeed. I uh, I think this team could like hit the ground running and, and surprise some people. Um, DeAndre Swift's got to be healthy, and it you know a lot rests on Jared Goff. And with a great team, you saw him be average. So when he doesn't have Robert Woods and Cooper Cup and Todd Gurley or or whoever can makers and a, a pretty good line, you know, and a great defense. What's that going to look like? And I guess we're going to see that, but can TJ Hawkinson level up and be the tight end that he was supposed to be coming out of the draft? DeAndre Swift stay on the field. Can they develop a receiver too? They lost Kenny Galladay and, you know, there's not much on that receiving core. So, um, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this real quick. Cause like, I'm not a huge golf guy, but like, I think the Lions have kind of been one of those teams that were kind of like rolled over. And everyone just kind of thought I was like, well, it's a W I think the Lions are going to punch people in the mouth. I think they're going to be just like a tough team to play against. And like, yeah, for their offense, it's not like star studded, but like we see what golf can do. He loves to throw the slot. They did draft that kid Amon Ross St. Brown yep. in the fourth round of USC. I think he's going to catch a ton of passes from golf who likes to find the slot receivers. So like, Hey, if you're in fantasy and you're looking for a deep sleeper, I am, I'm drafting this guy in every draft I can. Now Sam knows this. He's probably going to scoop with me in our other league. But I think this guy, kid has a chance to catch like 75 uh, balls this year. I think he's going to be really special. Uh, and he's looked really good in camp. I, yeah, I just I think the Lions are going to be better than people are giving them credit for. Ace, you've been quiet on the Lions. Because <laughs> that's what everybody else is going to be, is quiet on the Lions. Because they're there the Lions. It's, uh, I don't... I don't know much to say. Like if this is Math Matthew Stafford still there, I'd probably just talk about him solely. Him and Galladay, if they were still there. Both of them aren't there. Um, I don't care for Jared Goff. I I just don't. I never really saw the potential in him. I just every time I see him, I see uh, what's his name? Um, God damn, why can't I think of his name? It's gonna bother me now. Um, who uh, Eva Mendez is married to? Why can't I think of his name? it'll come back to me orion goslin that's all i see every single time i see him and i just like i just want to just want to punch him in his face for some reason i don't know why it just is has Ryan a, a better quarterback than jared Goff. probably like coming up next uncle rico is definitely a better quarterback than him um oh. but yeah no I, right. I i don't care about the lines so we can probably just move on all <laughs> right so the winner <laughs> the winner of the nfc north is on three one two three Packers. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If Green Bay doesn't win this division, I you know Matt Lafleur is going to be coaching on the Jets with his little brother um, for sure. Uh, shall we move to the NFC South, boys? <laughs> Might I as well. The, I missed the key joke to throw in the word sunshine because Ryan Gosling was the quarterback and remember the Titans. It's true. Just, it's came true. After all this stuff, and oh well, got to be a little quicker uh, here. Got to be quick into that. You can cut it out of the podcast. It's all. It's you. Sunday <laughs> night. It's late. I hear you. You have a you have a a toddler. I I understand. I'm there, man. 
Um, hey, let's go to the Falcons. It's a new it's a new era in uh, in uh, the ATL. Arthur Smith. What do we expect from Arthur Smith uh, coming over from the Titans to lead the uh, Falcons? I'm excited. I think Arthur Smith is a good coach and coaches offense really well. You know, I'm excited to see what Pitts can do in that offense. You know, Ridley, I mean, listen, they Julio Jones, who's one of the best receivers in football, and he's going to make Tennessee great, and we can talk about him. We can also talk about him next week. Uh, but, you know, listen, they, I don't think they're a team that's going to get run over. Matt Ryan's still a very capable quarterback. Um, but, you know, listen, they're, they're a rebuild. They're still a few years away, and, you know, Matt Ryan might keep them competitive, but eventually he'll be gone. They'll get themselves a new young quarterback, and this team will – you know, have another window. Is Matt Ryan leading to a Super Bowl again? Unfortunately, I don't believe so. I think uh, their chance to beat the Patriots was the last chance they will have for a while. Hayes? I think everybody knows how I feel about Matt Ryan. I don't see them doing anything. He has a bunch of talent around him and has had one of the most talented wide receivers to ever grace the field, and then they blew it. <clears throat> but we're not going to talk about that. But, uh, I, I mean, I am interested to see what they're going to do. I mean, that that division last year was it was either breeze or brady and we saw what happened there breeze is gone brady's still there uh so it'd be interesting if if matt puts up or shuts up um i mean i think all three of us love kyle pitts uh and i think we all are extremely intrigued uh by what he's going to do this season uh, just seeing what he did in the preseason and knowing once he gets acclimated to you know the full speed and knows what he's doing i think he's going to be an, a tremendous player but um i don't i i really think that they're like one or two years away from just rebuilding with those two pieces uh ridley and pitts and matt ryan just going bye-bye so i i, I mean i i guess i will just have to see i don't think they're gonna be bad though but i just don't see them doing too much. Yeah, I mean, they were in cap cap hell for a long time and and unfortunately got rid of Julio, but Calvin Ridley's special. Kyle Pitts can be a cheat code, um, you know, just at the tight end position, what they can do. And he spent so much time lined up, you know, lined up out to just essentially play wide receiver. The guy's got the same measurables as like Calvin Calvin Johnson. Like he's a freak of nature. And um, I think will be really special. It'll be interesting to see if Mike Davis can be an every down back and be a workhorse back. I know he he started strong backing up uh, CMC in, in Carolina, but quickly just kind of, I don't know, just got exhausted or lost his legs under him. But, you know, they're, they're relying on him to, um, you know, to be that every down back and, Arthur Smith's used to a different kind of every down back and a special talent in, in Tennessee and Derrick Henry. So uh, they're not comparable at all. But I think Mike Davis could have a, a pretty good year. I'm pretty excited to draft him where I can show. So now you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess that's, that's it on the Falcons. I, You know, could this be the end of the road for Matt, Matty, Matty Ice? Probably. Oh. Uh, regardless, but. Yeah, I think their their Super Bowl days are behind them for sure. Was it the right choice to pick Jameis Winston to lead your franchise, Dave? Yes, I think he was the better option of the two. I like Taysom Hill. I think he's a good quarterback who could do some fun things for them and move the football. But I think Jameis proved this preseason that he deserved to be the one. Um, you know, the Saints 
listen, they've had one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game in Drew Brees. This team is clearly going to regress. I they, they played well without Drew Brees. Like, who knows? Maybe they are still a playoff team. And, you know, they'll they'll prove me wrong. But, like, I don't know. If I, I truly believe that James is the quarterback all year, which I think he will be. I They're a middle-of-the-road team to me. I don't think they're going to win enough to get to the playoffs. Um, I think the NFC West is too dominant and will have too many chances to bring some teams in the wild card. So I think they would have to win this division, and I just don't see that happening. Um, so, you know, they're an interesting team. You know, they have some young players who are interesting. They have Camaro, who's one of the most entertaining players to watch on a football field. Michael Thomas, when he's healthy, is fantastic. Uh, I know we're going to talk about whether he'll stay or go, so I'll just start right now and say, like, I want him to stay because I think he is, like, that, like, true star who, like, Saints fans truly love after Drew left. Um, but I believe he will leave. I think he knows the window there to win is closed, and I think he's going to try and jump ship and find a better situation. And anytime you don't have the trust of an organization, which clearly he feels like he doesn't trust them anymore, uh, that feels like that that are, that arrangement has got to uh, got to change. Yeah, they're going to feel what it's like to not have Drew Brees and Michael Thomas for at least, I think they have a week six bye. So those first five games, it's, Thomas will probably be out because um, he's, you know, what, what kind of, what injury does he have? It's a leg injury, Something I think. Bad. Yeah, um, but hopefully he's back after the bye. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's he's probably gone too. And that window's closed. And this Sean Payton gone too, you know, has, you know, you, you want to, you you won a title great you know you brought new orleans to to be one of the powerhouse teams in the nfc and for a long time but you know is it time now so i'll tell you where i'd love to see him go next year chicago there you go that's a good one that's where i want to see him go hayes i know you wanted Taysom hill i'm gonna not even acknowledge that uh Jameis, famous Jameis. uh was easily the pick. Yep. Um, no doubt. I, I don't, I mean, he, you saw what he did in Tampa and I think people, they keep coming away with how many interceptions he threw and not talking about the opposite side of what he did while he was trying to throw those interceptions. He was pushing the ball down the field, but he also had, what do you have like 35 touchdowns or what did you have that? He had some crazy number of touchdowns. It was like, he was like 30, 30 or something. Yeah. Like so yeah. he had a crazy amount of touchdowns. So it shows that Jameis, can sling the ball and can lead an offense. But here's the thing that people were not talking about. This man just literally got LASIK. He could not see. <laughs> he could not see properly. And think about that. Think of how wild that is. He did not have clear vision throughout this whole time. I'm not throwing him a bone. He still threw those. He, you were you clearly saw and were able to throw the touchdown. So you clearly saw that you were able to throw the interceptions. But I mean, if you're an NFL quarterback and things are moving extremely quickly and you can't see things and things look like a blur, I'm pretty sure that's going to be detrimental to your job. You got one job and it's to look all over the field and pass it to your guys. Okay. Um, How does that not get picked up in the draft? Like I, I don't know. I, I I don't know either, man. That, that I, feels I, a little, little awkward. Was he wearing contacts? So I have to. I mean, I we I all know. have. I you Hayes, you and I have glasses. I don't mm-hmm. know if you wear glasses, Dave, but like. I have awful vision, but would wear contacts if I'm playing football at least, right? Like absolutely. Is, yeah, you're right. How does this how was he drafted? 
Yeah, but it could see very odd. I, I I'm still trying to figure that out, which is why I brought it up. I've, I've just was like, I, I don't I, I don't know how. And I'm glad Dave highlighted that point. I don't know how that happened. But I mean, I think that was very, very big. And I also think the fact that you, you, you both I know how we all know how Sam feels about Drew Brees. And what Dave just said about him is that he is arguably he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, I, there's no argument out of any of us there. Jameis just sat a whole year behind him. Was it two years behind him now? Two years behind him? We'll just say two years. Sat two years behind him and watched Drew Brees over and over again. Watch what he did. Get into the gym before everybody. Get into the arena before everybody. How he worked. How he looked around the field and just picked his brain all the time. If people don't think that is going to affect Jameis in a positive way, and hearing his new outlook on things, he's like, he's like, he's like, be what he say, uh, he um, said, be Bruce Wayne until you have to be Batman. Yeah, I was just looking that up, and yeah. that line was so crazy to me, like it blew my mind because I love when people actually say things that really get me to think. And he was like, be Bruce Wayne until you have to be Batman, and I was just like, he's he's showing maturity, but now we just need to see it on the field. Um, I I also think the part that uh, that was missing from the Saints was being able to push the ball down the field the way that Jameis can throw the ball oh, down the absolutely. field. Um, and, and that's no shot at Drew. Drew lost that a, a while ago. But, I mean, that's what happens with age and injury, right? Um, so I think that it's going to be interesting if if Taysom would have got the – I would have – I think they, they would have been the laughing stock of the league. Um, and I don't think Sean Payton wants that. But I also think Sean Payton's going to have him on a short leash. So I guess we'll just have to see how that goes. I th- you know, when – the uh, great Bill Parcell said, right? You have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, there's a love affair with Taysom Hill. And if, if Drew Brees is being taken off the field for all this gadget stuff, then you know Jameis is. But, you know, we'll see. There's, you know, they they feel like Taysom Hill is an X factor for him. And that he's probably going to be playing a lot of tight end because they're down some receivers uh, now. So, so we'll see there. Um, Here's my one problem with Jameis. I don't think he's Bruce Wayne or Batman. To me, he's a little more of a Jason Todd, and that's a deep cut for my comic book fans out there. Oh so uh, I know you know what I'm talking about. Oh my but yes, yeah, you can Google it. <laughs> I don't get it, but I do. But yeah, there you go. <laughs> nice. Um, hey, uh, moving moving up north to to Carolina. Does it concern either of you that Sam Darnold has played like two series because the team feels like they need to put, I think they said their best complement of weapons around him. Like, are we running out of time? Like the Panthers are who they are at this point. Like who, what's going on in Carolina, Dave? What's going on in Carolina is a really interesting question. I'm not really sure. Um, Listen, I want to believe in Sam Darnold. I want him to be right. Um, I want, or I should say, I want to be right. I want him to do well because I always believed in Sam Darnold. I've always thought he could be special. Um, and he's got all the weapons around him to do it. You know, we look at that roster on offensive down. Christian McCaffrey is super special. Uh, he's got more. He's got um, the kid from LSU who I like a lot, Terrace Marshall. Um, you know, they have everything they need to be one of the top offenses if he can become what he should. So uh, I'm hoping that it was, you know, a lack of coaching with New York 
and a lack of talent around him. And now that he's with Carolina, he's truly going to show up and show out and be the Sam Darnold that I always believed he could be. I hope so, for sure. Um, as, as a huge Sam Darnold fan and a Jets fan, I will always have a soft spot for Sam Darnold. But, I've you know, there are a lot of mistakes that he made, but a lot of mistakes that he was put into as well. So, um, you know, it will say I lo- like Terrence Marshall a lot. Robbie Anderson just got an extension. Um, he's, you know, they, he certainly has a rapport with, with Sam and Robbie there and, and Robbie's shown that he can do a lot more than just run a go route. So, you know, um, DJ Moore's special, uh, you know, we could go on that Chris, Christian McCaffrey when healthy and on the field is an MVP candidate for sure. Um, I, I just think this team has a lot of work to do. Um, and, you know, they gave their coach, I'm blanking on his name. Um, the, cool. What's that? Matt Rule. Yeah, Matt Rule the, from Baylor. Uh, gave him a ton of money and gave him the keys to the castle. And, you know, he's building a program there. I just think they're they're out of a little bit of a ways away here in, in the, the South. Hayes, any, any thoughts on the Panthers before we move it on to the... Uh, well, Sam right. left me with no damn time, y'all. So, um, Sorry. <laughs> no, as I was going to be very quick with this anyway. I think Sam Darnold is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL this year. Um, I don't think he had a fair shake with your Jets. I just don't. I think he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks this year. And I hope he is so I can just come back and throw shots at both of you throughout the whole season. Um, yeah, let me just say this. We're you team right. Sam. You can, take, you can take no shots to me. I compared him to Joe Montana when he was getting drafted. Oh, good God. Like, that's how much I believed in him. Good like, God. I truly thought Sam was going to be that special. And I still think he – that's where I swear. And I say that thinking like people are going to laugh. When I watched him on tape, that is what he reminded me of. Like mm. that is how much I believe in him. Wow. I, hope, I, I hope I'm finally right. And it's, it's it was just Adam Gase destroyed me. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it alone because it's probably Adam Gase because I put him in the same category as Urban Meyer. Uh, but uh, I think uh, Christian McCaffrey, CMC, uh, is gonna ball out this year as well too. Uh, I just hope he can stay healthy uh, because I would like to see both him and Saquon stay healthy throughout the whole season so we can have that argument of who is the better running back. And I know it's not going to be put to bed by the end of the season, but I'd like to see that that happen and see what their numbers are and, and make it exciting for the league. That's that's what I really would like to see, because the league has shunned uh, the performance and productivity of running backs. And I absolutely love running backs. I have a, uh, a crazy love for them. So I would love to see that happen. But I guess we'll just have to see. The NFL deserves a healthy season from CMC and Saquon, and we were robbed of that last year. So from a fantasy perspective, too. But enough about the Panthers. I mean, the reigning Super Bowl champions are in the NFC South. So I guess that's the question for you guys. Can the Bucs repeat as Super Bowl champions? They brought back all 22 of their starters from last year. I don't think that's ever been done. And... um can they say healthy and can they repeat are the questions that I have for you guys. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I'm a Jets fan. So I've watched a lot of Tom Brady over his career. Uh, I will never bet against him. Uh, I've learned far too many times. That's a losing proposition. 
So can they repeat? Absolutely. Anytime you have Tom Brady on your team, you're a Super Bowl contender. That's just the truth. He is the greatest quarterback that's ever played the game of football. Um, so, I mean, yeah, as long as they stay healthy. And listen, this is a true fact. He is older. Gronk is older. He's had a lot of injuries. Um, you know, they're not a super young team. So health will be a determining factor for them. But their defense is very good. They're extremely well coached. Um, you know, I think they're going to win the division. And once they get to the playoffs, Brady's going to do what he does. So if you told me they were back in the Super Bowl again, honestly, if you told me it was a repeat of last year with the Chiefs and the Bucks, I would not be surprised. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I, you know, I, I think they have – you really break it down. Tom Brady's 44. I'll never – as you mentioned, I'll never go against Tom Brady. Just – just can't best receiving corn in the league you can make that argument right mike evans chris godwin and antonio brown with his head right you know is you know great gronk and oj howard yeah that line is tremendous and they've really you know just invested in that line and let's talk about the defense that really just just a different played at a different level had young guys stepping up and you know, I, I think the big question is, can this team just stay healthy and, and, and do it? Hayes, you want to say something? You want to say something? Tom Brady is still playing. They are going to win this division and be in the NFC championship against the team that I will talk about very, very soon. But I don't think we really have to go any further in it. You mentioned all the points. They brought the whole team back, which is wild. Tom Brady is still playing, which is wild. And he's still winning. It's essentially getting better. Um, yeah, I, I don't – I think it's pretty much a shoe-in for them again in that division. So I, I, I have nothing to say. You gentlemen hit all on spots. My I'm biggest good. hope is that when all is said and done, Brady's just won so much with the Bucks. They'll be like, oh, yeah, Tampa Bay quarterback Tom Brady. And, like, his New England career is just forgotten about. And everyone in New England is just so upset and just, like, can't take it because, like, everyone's just like, oh, no, he's, he was better with the Bucks. That's what I truly, truly hope. So if he has to win six Super Bowls in Tampa Bay, so be it. I'll live with it. I'm fine with it. Or Kyle Trask, backup <laughs> quarterback for the Bucks. Hey, uh, yeah, no, I think, yeah, I think you're right. We hit we hit all of it. I I won't waste any more time. I think all three of us think the Bucks will run away with, with this division and certainly be in the, the title game. Yeah, I, I think the Bucks will win the division, but I want it to be Carolina. I really, truly hope that Darnold is as good as I want him to be and that the Panthers somehow win this division. I don't think it'll happen because I'm a normal person with a functioning brain, but I do <laughs> want Carolina to win, but I'm pretty sure the Bucks will. Well, if it's up to Brandon, you know, uh, Sam Darnold's going to lead the Panthers to the division title and, and the conference title. No, it's not. That's that's not true. I literally just said Tom Brady. <laughs> I just said he's going to be one of the better quarterbacks in the well, league. Performance wise, if yeah. it's uh, yeah. I don't, up to you. I don't think no. the team is going to. No, I still wouldn't put them over Tom Brady. Like yeah. I don't even have to be. I I know who Tom is. And I think we all do. <laughs> all right. Well, last but certainly not least, probably. Yeah, yeah, the best division in uh, in the NFC. You can make an argument in uh, in the National Football League. The NFC West just continues to just be a bloodbath when when these teams just beating each other up. But we got to start with with the Rams, a team uh, 
allergic to draft picks, just traded a boatload for uh, for Matt Stafford. But is Matt Stafford the missing piece? I'm going first here. Yeah. Because I've been waiting to talk about this. Yes, he is the missing piece. He is 100% the missing piece. I feel, I mean, you saw what Matthew Stafford did when we had, when he had Megatron and they still couldn't get over the hump, but he still was doing some amazing things out there. I mean, I think we all remember the play of him dislocating the shoulder and still going out there and still doing what he had to do. Um, I believe in him wholeheartedly. Uh, I, I believe with uh, Sean McVay, even though people believe he was exposed, I think with Matthew Stafford, it's a little bit different because Jared Goff didn't really know the offense and he was calling in plays to them and had to pretty much coach him through. I don't think you're going to have to worry about that with Matthew Stafford and the way that he plays. Um, he commands respect and he's going to get it from that team. Uh, and I don't think we have to worry about the defense on the opposite side as well. Uh, but I do think their Super Bowl window is definitely shrinking, uh, especially what, with what Sam just mentioned a second ago. Uh, they don't have any picks. Uh, so it really it is what it is uh, at this point is we have to try to piece this together and hope it works and get something done in these next couple of years, because if not, it was for nothing. So uh, but I do think he is the missing piece. And I do believe this is the team that will be playing Tampa and the championship game for the NFC. Boom. So I'll jump in. Uh, is Stafford the missing piece? No, because I don't think quarterback is the only problem this team had. I believe Stafford will be better than Goff. I believe Stafford's a very good quarterback. Uh, I believe the Rams will make a playoff team. I think they'll be the wild card. Um, they're, mm. to me, are not the division winner. But, you know, losing Cam Akers is a massive blow to this team. Um, and I just, I don't know. I look at this team and I see all the talent and I understand why everyone's like, Nope, they got the quarterback. This is it. He's they're going to win. But like, I don't know, like Stafford is a, a very, very solid quarterback. I think people will rate overrate him a little bit to me. Um, he's got a strong arm and he's fun to watch, but like, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't see him being the thing that gets them over the hump. And it's like, well, there it is. That That's all they needed. Uh, so yeah, I just, to me, they're they're a good team. They're going to win a lot of games. Sean McVay is obviously a very good coach, but I I just I don't see it. Not for me. I'm going to jump right back in real quick. So I get your point of, and I don't think he's the end all be all, the missing piece for everything. And other pieces are done. I do think he is the missing piece to get them over the hump and get them to the Super Bowl. Here's why. As you guys know, I am an Eagles fan. I watched that Eagles team that won the Super Bowl. Do you think that I thought that they were a team that had all the pieces? No. And I think we can all can sit here and agree, say they didn't have all the quote-unquote pieces that they needed to have or should have had, but they caught fire. And that's all you need for a team is to catch fire and gel the right way and just have some players go your way. And I think that's all they need with a guy like that there. Uh, that can run the offense the way it is supposed to be ran. Um, and he's going to run it better than Jared Goff. So that's the only reason why I see it being that is because that's what they were missing is somebody to really command and control that offense. And I don't think Jared Goff would ever be that guy. I think, I think the loss of Cam Akers is huge. Dave, you, you hit on that. They certainly don't trust Daryl Henderson, maybe just because he can't stay healthy. 
his rookie year, couldn't couldn't get on the field, and then drafted Cam Akers, then gave that opportunity to Henderson, just couldn't couldn't seize it. And now he's, you know, gets a little nicked up in practice and Sony Michelle's on this team. I think Sony Michelle could have a decent year. Um, he looked pretty good. I know they were showcasing him in that last uh the Patriots were showcasing him in that last preseason game, but I think he could have a decent year. But um, do you think Sean McVay has, you know, the offensive quote unquote genius wants Jared Goff under center? Like I, I feel like someone with a little more arm talent and decision making will kind of open up this playbook a little bit more. I don't again, I don't think Matt Stafford's a Hall of Famer or like we're overrating him here, but I think a team that's very good in a defense that has two of the best players, defensive players in football, and arguably you could say Aaron Donald's one of the best players overall in football. Um, I just think this team's going to be a lot better. Um, and for my own personal opinion, better, fun, more funner to watch. And that's not a word. More fun. You have, you're more funner. I was a journalism major. That makes really sense. Fun. More funner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a word. Um, no, but yeah, I, I don't know. What's uh, you were shaking your head. Uh, Dave, what did you disagree with my hot take on Sony Michelle? No, no, I, I, I like Henderson. I drafted him in my in one of my fantasy leagues. I think he's really talented. Yeah, he gets injured, and that's obviously the one issue with him. Um, you know, I think Michelle will have a few. Will get some run this year. I think there's a reason they brought him in. Um, you know, I just, I don't know. I just, I hear what everyone says about the Rams, and I see the argument, and it makes sense. I like I said, I think they're a playoff team, but I just, I don't think they're good enough to win the Super Bowl. And if you put them in a game against like the chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, I just don't see them beating him. I mean, this might come off like super hot tiki and I don't mean it to, but like, I just think it's a better chance that Sean McVay gets fired uh, huh. as a Rams coach. than never wins the super bowl. I, that's just how I feel. It's not that I think Sean McVay is a bad coach or should get fired. Not the complete opposite. I think he's a very good coach, but like, I, I just don't see this team winning a super bowl. And like you said, they've traded so many picks that like eventually the window is going to close and, they're going to have to fully rebuild and that's going to take a while. And my gut says when that does happen, he unfortunately will get let go and whoever he goes, will get a great coach and maybe he'll win a Super Bowl with that team. But I don't know. I just, I don't see it with the Rams and I'm not trying to like, you know, crap on him. I just, uh, I, I don't see it. Hey, uh, Brandon, the Seahawks, are they contender or pretender? I think pretender. Um, I think they've been a pretender for a while. Um, they're always going to look like they are a contender, especially when the season starts. Uh, and they, they, they're going to let Russ cook, but then Russ is going to get cooked because they, they can't protect that man worth a lick. Um, and I know they went out and got pieces and they've done all these different things. I don't still don't think they can protect him, which is why I believe he wholeheartedly wanted to get the hell out of Seattle uh, and go someplace that can actually, you know, reinvest back into uh, trying to build this team. I, I think it's, I think it's nearly over. I think they're trying to suck the life out of uh, Russell Wilson while they can. Uh, that connection between him and, and DK and then uh, Tyler Lockett. Uh, but outside of that, I, I don't think they're really going to do anything. It's not the Legion of Boom. I'm not 
I'm not disrespecting Wagner at all because he's an absolute monster, but I, I think they're a pretender uh, for sure. I, I also, seeing how this goes, the season goes, which I don't think is going to be favorable for them, I think Russ is gone. Um, and I also think that they way overpaid Jamal Adams, but that's just me. I, uh, I've known, I got to jump in. I've known the two of you for a very long time separately. And I will say the way I feel about Drew Brees, I know Dave feels about Russ. I just know this. These are one of the things I have. I'm going to let you come back and change what you said, because I'm looking at the, at the doc. We got a layout of like, what's going to come. You put them as NFC wild card, so how can they be pretenders when you're saying they're wild card team? I'm gonna let you come back and explain how you do that. Let me. I'm gonna quickly tell you why I think mm-hmm. they're pretenders. Sam said it. I believe in Russell Wilson. I always have. I always will. He is one of the top five best quarterbacks in the NFL. He was on pace to win the MVP at the start of last year. He was that good. When you talk about the weapons he's got with Lockett, Metcalf, I believe in Chris Carson. He's a, he's a good player. Like. They have all the pieces to be a playoff team. Now, are they going to win the Super Bowl? Probably not. Um, but they're arguably one of the best teams in the NFC, in my opinion. I think they're absolutely going to be a playoff team. I have them as one of my two wild card spots. Uh, and, I, yeah, I believe in Russ. I won't bet against him. He's too talented. All he's done is win in his career and proving people wrong. So if you tell me I got a best bet on Russell Wilson, I'm willing to make that bet every time. I think this team will be uh sorry, I'll cut you off here, Hayes. I'll let you re- rebuke that. But this team does not have Brian Schottenheimer anymore. Yeah. And as someone who has lived through Brian Schottenheimer, that is a blessing and a and a net positive. I believe that the Seahawks could have a, a decent year without Brian Schottenheimer. Hayes. Um, so it's very simple for me. Just because they make it to the wild card doesn't mean that they're going to be a true contender. I, I don't believe that. Where when the Cowboys made the wild cards, did you believe they're a true contender? I mean, no. I, okay. So, but the difference is, I do believe in Russ just like you do, but I don't believe in everything else that's around him. And seeing how things have played out for them over and over, like it's disappointing for me because I think Russ should have at least three rings. I know he definitely should have two. <laughs> that that's for sure. Uh, but I think he should at least have three rings and I don't, I don't tend to bet on him, but I also watch what Russ does at the beginning of the season when he's absolutely cooking teams. And then the second half when it's like, it's only him doing so much and putting the team on his back. And it's, it's sickening to me, but I think it's going to be a repeat of that as well. That's why I call them a pretender. So I do see them making it the wild card, but I don't see them going too much further than that. I just right. don't. It's just interesting to me because, like, when I look at the NFC, I think it's really, really tough this year. I can see, like, nine mm-hmm. different teams making the playoffs. I agree. So I think any team that's making a run and playing that well where they're a wild card team, even wild card team, even if they don't win the division, uh, to me, it has to still be considered a contender, not a pretender. Like, you want to talk about, like, teams who are maybe on the bubble, like, you know, like the Vikings. Like, they, to me, that's, like, a pretender more than a contender. But, like, I don't know. The Seahawks, to me, they, if they if they make even the wild card, they have a chance to make some noise in the playoffs. Hmm. We'll, we'll bet on that one, too. Okay. <laughs> did, uh, did, did Seattle overpay Jamal Adams? I'm going to say no, and I'll tell you why. I think his sack numbers from a DB 
He's already like sixth all time or something like that for DBs and sacks. And the guy's only played like what, like five years in the NFL. Like it's unreal how many sacks he gets from the, and listen, I know they stack him in the line. He's basically a linebacker, but like he is a very, very good player. As somebody who was wanted the Jets to keep him and I'm fine with the fact that they traded him because the value they got was unreal. Jamal Adams is still a very, very good football player. He is a very talented football player. He's worth the money. And when you make a trade like that, you have to just say, you have to pay him. And kudos to uh, Schneider, the GM. Like he said, like, this is our offer. They came back and there was like this whole like press thing of like, oh, he might sit out. He might da da da. And everyone's, and then she was like, that's our, fi- our final offer. You don't want it. Fine. And then like two days later, like, all right, we accept. Like, so like, you know, they tried to play games and then he was just like, no, this is what we're giving you. Yeah. There were some rumblings that he wanted to be tagged as a linebacker. Yeah. And, and whatnot. Yeah. He's, he's worth it. He's very special. He's super talented. And, you know, he's a good player. So he deserves everything he got. I guess moving moving down to the Bay. When does uh, once Trey Lance see the field, guys? I mean, Pace? I think you week one. Oh, week yeah. one? Yeah, I, mean, I I think he's the best quarterback on that team. I do, too. And I, I think he's going to be special. I've, I said that during the draft show. People can run back and listen. He's proven nothing to me that, but beyond that. He, a lot of the things I thought about his scouting report, Drew, I think he's super talented. He's got a cannon of an arm. His accuracy leaves something to be desired, but, you know, he's he's talented, and he he can win that team a lot of games. They have a very good defense. The way that offense is set up, you don't need stars everywhere, but he might be that star. He might be the guy that just, like, takes – everybody on his back and leads them into the playoffs. I don't think he will. I think this team is still like two years away because I think he just needs time to really uh, like mesh with the NFL and like let his game evolve, but he's going to be special. I, I believe that. I, I'm going to jump in real quick. Cause it's, I'm going to, I'm going to use what Dave said earlier. I think it's going to kind of be like that naggy situation. Obviously we know that, <laughs> there's nobody getting fired over here, but I think they want to give Jimmy G the chance because of what he's done prior to, and they want to see what he can do if he can stay healthy. But I think we all know that he cannot stay healthy. Um, so I see him probably going down probably week five. I think Trey should be the starter, but I didn't think Trey really gets in and gets to start week five. Um, I just, I think they just give Jimmy G a chance because they they were winning with him. They they did well with him, so I think they want to give it a a fair assessment and see what happens. But what Trey brings to the table with his legs, I there's no way that he shouldn't be out there. Same with Justin Fields. There's no way he shouldn't be out there. Those are two quarterbacks that there's no way uh, they should not be out there. Um, but I think that's going to be interesting. I don't know what's going to happen to Jimmy. I mean, this is all on him right now. If if he does get, they, they name him day one starter. It's just all on him at this point, what is going to happen with him in his career. And if he's gone, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up on the Washington football team. Just saying. That'd be a really smart trade. How, how good's this defense guys? I, I think personally, Help when it's healthy, and it clearly wasn't last year. Talk about defenses driving you to a championship. 
we saw it. We saw Jimmy G healthy managing the football pretty much and defense bringing them to a Super Bowl. And I think if healthy and, you know, it may not happen in Trey Lance's rookie year here, especially because he's played X amount of snaps in 500 days or whatever, whatever it's been. But um, I think this defense is certainly special. I'd make an argument they're top three. They're right there with the Rams and then maybe like one of the Ravens or Pittsburgh or something. I mean, like they're a very good defense. Their defensive line is incredible. Um, and and that's the thing is like, when you look at the 49ers, like you can make an argument. Yeah. Like if Lance wasn't a rookie, you know, you probably, and if even if they didn't draft him, you could say like, hey, we want to start Jimmy G and like make a real run at a Super Bowl. Like I don't, they're good. And I don't want to like take anything away from the 49ers. I don't consider them a Super Bowl winner or Super Bowl contender. But I think they're a really good football team, and I think they're going to win a lot of games um, because of that defense. So, like, to me, it's tough because, like, when I look at, like, a young team like, you know, the Bears – really, I start with the Jets. Like, you know, if Zach Wilson – like, it doesn't really matter what wins he gets. Like, you just want to see progress from a quarterback. Whereas, like, when you look at the 49ers, like, if you started Lance this year, you'd want to see progress. But, like, because that defense is so good, you kind of want to see wins faster than, like, a team that is, like, building – upon a young quarterback. So it's a tough situation. And, and I think I said that when they were going to draft him, you know, like he's going into a good spot because they are a good football team and they can win games and that can build this confidence quickly. But on the same token, if they're losing games because of rookie mistakes, because he throws some interceptions, the fans might get frustrated because like they know their team is better than that. And so like, you know, it's, it's a tough spot because you want to win, but you also want to let your quarterback rookie quarterback grow and that's a fine line you know in the nfl because you want to win and windows come open and close very quickly yeah totally agree with that uh kyler murray is he ready to take the next step and lead the cardinals to the playoffs he's ready to take the next step i don't know about his team (laughs) Uh, i mean we don't know if larry fitz is coming back we don't know if, if D hop is playing I, I, without those two. I, I mean, I don't know what he's going to really do and how he could take that next step forward. Um, I know there's other players there, but I, I, I just, without those two, I don't see it happening. Um, but I mean, I guess we'll, we'll just have to see. I, I believe in him. I, I mean, I'm always going to root for the, the smaller guy because I'm not necessarily the tallest guy in the room uh, half the times, but I'm I'm gonna root for him for sure, uh, but I, I don't I don't see. Um, I, I I remember when I mean, Sam and I were talking, watching when they got JJ Watt, and then all of a sudden Patrick Peterson was gone, and I was like, okay, well they're building up the defense. What are they doing out there? This team could be very very interesting. I, I think they're they're like a very mysterious team to me. I don't I don't know. They could either have a a phenomenal year or they can be just straight poop. And I don't know which way it's going to go, to be honest. I really can't put my finger on it. I can't. Uh, I'm going to jump way ahead of this podcast. They're my NFC Super Bowl pick. I'm all in on the Cardinals. Wow. I think this team is going to be really special this year. Wow. I'm a Kyler Murray fan. I have been for a while. I think he's really good. I think the running back tandem of Edmonds and Connor are perfect. You know, Edmonds is the flash and, Connor can really bang in there inside the tackles. Listen, when DeAndre Hopkins is healthy and we don't know what the deal is with him, why he's missing practices and stuff, 
Um, but I'm hoping he'll be back for week one. And if he is, and he's healthy, he's one of the top five wide receivers. You could make an argument for the best wide receiver in the NFL. You know, AJ Green doesn't look like he has a ton left, but, you know, he doesn't really have to be a star there. He just kind of has to, like, be a reliable wide receiver and stay healthy and catch the ball. Christian Kirk's still solid. You know, they got that kid Rondell Moore for, uh, in the draft. So, like, and Andy Isabella, who I like. You know, the offensive line is solid. And then you look at the defense, like J.J. Watt, you know, I still think he's got something left in the tank. You know, Buda Baker's a really talented safety. Buda yeah, Baker's Taylor a monster. Like two seasons ago was like the sack leader. Like how quickly we forget. Like I look at some of the additions they made, and I know like they're older and veteran guys, but they're they're guys who want to win, who haven't won. And I think that's going to really drive this team to do something special. And, you know, I just – I think – Kyler is a really talented quarterback. And I think this is the year he really takes off and like jumps into that stratosphere of like elite quarterbacks. I think this is, this is the season. So yeah, I'm, I'm all in on the Cardinals. I think they're going to have a really good season. And if, if they don't win, I think they're going to be one of the most fun teams to watch regardless. I did not expect for you to say that the Cardinals were going to the Super Bowl, but you're my pick. Yeah. I, I, I can see a, a Cardinals-Chiefs Super Bowl. I'll, uh, I'll ask. On that. It's my dream scenario, <laughs> even as a Jets fan. I'll ask you, Brandon, is Cliff Kingsbury on the hot seat if he doesn't make the playoffs or the Super Bowl? <laughs> I, I don't know. I really I, I don't know. That organization is like, unless you're really, really paying attention to the Cardinals, like everything is really like quiet kept about them over there, in my honest opinion. Um, I don't know what what happens with Cliff. I think Cliff's is is tied to what Kyler does uh, because he went out and got Kyler. Um, it's really going to be dependent on, on what Kyler really does. If he excels in the offense, if he does what Dave believes, which I think is crazy that he thinks that they're going to get to the Super Bowl. Um, but if he does, I, I mean, obviously, I think that answers the question right there. But I think if they even get you know, into the playoffs and and they have a first round exit, I think that's something they can build off and Cliff doesn't go anywhere. If they don't make the playoffs or, yeah, if they don't make the playoffs, I think people will start looking at it and be like, well, what's going on there? We went out and got all these pieces. What What's happening, right? Um, it's up in the air for me. I, I, they're, they're really a mysterious team for me, in my honest opinion, but clearly not to Dave. <laughs> Here's the problem. When you look at the NFC West, it to me, it's the toughest division of football. I agree. By a mile. It's not even mm-hmm. close. There is no close second. All four of these teams, if you told me they made the playoffs, I believe you. Honestly, if you told me all four of these teams were in the Super Bowl, I believe you. Like, I think there's arguments to be made of all of them. They all have things that make them super special. I just, I don't know. For some reason, I really like the Cardinals. I just, I believe in this, in this talent. And I think they're going to be hungry. I just, and I. I love the J.J. Watt edition. I'm a huge fan of his. Maybe it's just me hoping he makes a Super Bowl because I really want him to get there because I think he's just such a talented football player and he does a lot of the right things. So uh, I like to believe karma pays people off and he seems to have a, a lot of built-up, well, good karma in his, in his back pocket. So, yeah, I just – I think this team's got a lot of talent and if they can put it together, I think they're as dangerous as anybody else. All right, you, you heard it here. So uh, the Cardinals are making the Super Bowl, as per Dave Sepperson. All right, so 
to uh you know dave since you already gave give away your uh winner of the division brandon who who do you have going away with the rams. Uh, nfc west yeah i agree i think it's the rams um i didn't even think about the cardinals but you, you're you know dave to your point all four of these teams are are great um and it, it's going to be a fun year and it's it's always it's always fun to see all these teams play each other twice at least twice a year um wild card picks guys as we start to to put a bow on this um brandon who do you who do you have representing the remember there's two wild cards now um who do you have representing the nfc seahawks and niners but my doc my doc horse here is my birds uh, because I think they're actually going to surprise people this year. And that's not me being biased. That's just because I think people keep forgetting that Jalen Hurts wins on every level of football. Um, and I think that is going to be the difference. But that's my long shot for sure. Dave? Yeah, I'm taking two teams from the NFC West uh, as well, <laughs> not the Eagles. Uh, <laughs> the Rams and the Seahawks. The Rams have the defense. They That should get them there. Uh, even though I don't believe they're going to win a Super Bowl, I still think they're – Definitely a playoff team. They're very, very talented. And I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take Russ. I think the Seahawks are gonna make a nice bounce back. Um, and I think all three of those teams, Cardinals, Rams, and Seahawks are gonna be really, really tight in the top. And I only think the 49ers will uh be slightly below because I do believe Trey Lance will get a lot of rep run this year and he will have some rookie growing pains, even though I believe in him. Uh so they won't quite make the playoffs, but I think they're the there'll be a lot of positives to take out of their season. Um yeah, that's where I'm going. I had uh, I had the Washington football team originally winning the East, and I realized that I have my wild card teams here as the Cowboys and the Seahawks, and then you guys changed my mind, so the Cowboys winning the the East there, and have the Seahawks. So um, I'll just pick the Niners. I, I like that defense. I think they could go a long way, and Kyle Shanahan and and John Lynch is, you know, I like the team they've put around the quarterback and um didn't even talk about the running game or the receivers and and george kittle how do we talk about the niners and not talk about kittle but um so i i think that could be a nice tandem it just it trey lance if he could just take care of the football and and do what he's got to do um but hopefully he gets in there it'll be fun to see for sure nfc super bowl picks and we know dave's got the cardinals Brandon, who's representing the NFC in the Super Bowl? Rams. All right. I, I, I'm going to pick the Packers again. I think it's, uh, you know, I wouldn't count the Bucks out, but I guess I am counting the Bucks out. We all um, did, but, even though we all yeah. sat here and said we're not going to bet against Tom Brady. <laughs> we yeah, all, we all just Tom did. I have, uh, I have the Bucks and Cardinals in the NFC championship game. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I, I that still does not justify that you're not betting against Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, I'm not betting. I'm not putting any money again. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, <laughs> you, you guys want to quickly run through some some awards? Any you know, well, just from the NFC standpoint of view, any rookie of the year, defensive player, offensive player of the year, just who pops out at you? Who's going to be the coach of? The coach of the year. I guess we'll do those four big awards just for the NFC. All right, I'll go quick just off the head. Rookie of the year, I'll say it's Trey Lance. Coach of the year, Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, MVP. <sighs> give me give me two minutes to think yeah. about that one. Uh, sure. What was the other one you said? 
uh, offensive rookie, of the, uh, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year. Um, offensive player of the year, Devontae Adams. Defensive okay. player of the year, Aaron Donald. And I'm going to look over this list and think about who I want, who I would pick as my MVP. Nice. Hayes? Rookie, Devonta. Um, you said coach? Yeah. Uh, the floor. Um, offensive player of the year. It's hard to go against Devonta. Um, defensive Aaron Donald. Um, what was the other one? There's another one. That's it. I think you got off four. Okay, you think cool. you think a rookie is gonna win offensive player of the year? I said rookie of the year for oh. for Devontae. Offensive player is 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 yeah, it's Devontae Smith for um oh Devontae Adams. Yes, Devontae Adams. Gotcha. That's so I wanted to pick Adams for both the offensive player of the year and MVP, but I still think they'll give it to a quarterback. So even though I think they'll split it, I think Aaron Rodgers wins MVP, uh, Devontae Adams wins offensive player of the year. Oh, yeah, I didn't say MVP. Hmm, interesting. Uh, MVP is the cricket outside my office. Uh, no, I, I think Devonta Smith and Justin Fields are certainly I, – I can't pick. I, I love Devonta Smith. I'm going to go with him. Um, Coach of the year, Matt LaFleur. I think the irony of LaFleur winning and the tension between him and Rodgers. Um, I would not be surprised if, if Aaron Rodgers won another MVP or won Offensive Player of the Year. He's, I think he's that special, uh, especially as he gets the hell out of Green Bay. And Defensive Player of the Year. It's easy to say Aaron Donald. I'll say Chandler Jones. That was my other pick. Okay. I, I just as we get out of here, I'm gonna give you my MVP. Dakota. That's a good one. Wow, that's a big pick. Dakota. That's a big pick. I think he's got right. a lot to prove. Well, that was the us wrapping up the NFC. Um a hell of a podcast, guys. Thanks for thanks for Joining uh, before we go, anything you're looking forward to in the sports world or otherwise this this week? Uh, yeah, the fallout of the Mets uh, booing their own players or booing their own fans. That's going to be incredible. Uh, I'm really looking forward to listening to uh, the fan all week and hearing what uh, they're going to be saying here in New York. It's going to be hilarious. That uh, That's the most Mets timeline ever, right? It's just... Uh... Yeah, I, somebody, somebody tweeted about it earlier. It was like Ray Ordonez once called Met fans idiots. And the guy was like, do you really want me to print this? He's like, yeah, no, I think they're really stupid. <laughs> so uh, that didn't end well. I'm pretty sure he was gone the next season. And I'm very intrigued to see how this is going to go. It's going to be something else. Who's the mastermind of this whole thing? Like, I am not <laughs> even going to speculate because I have no idea. But, man, whoever came up with that idea is a grade dummy. <laughs> Hey, so what are you looking forward to as we uh, close out the show? Jake Paul getting knocked out in a second and also to see what the Yankees do after they've lost two in a row after winning 13 straight. So how about you, Sam? Angels tomorrow, your dark horse MVP is on the mound after uh, being out for a couple months. Corey Kluber's back. Yeah, well, he ruined that for me. Thanks, Corey. Or dark, dark horse Cy Young, excuse mm-hmm. me. But I'm yeah, sure. I'm 
that MVP is already wrapped up. It yeah. sure is. <laughs> no, that's, that's for sure. Um, as, as for me, just watching some Yankees baseball, getting ready for uh, some fantasy drafts and the start of the NFL season and to preview the AFC next week. So I, Dave, I got to thank you for jumping on. You are, the door is always open for you to, to come through, how to blast that. That's Sam speaking. It depends on how our bet goes. If the door is open for you from me. Always a pleasure to be on. <laughs> pleasure to make some bets. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for having me. I love it. It's always, always a blast. Dave Sepperson from a uh, coordinating producer for sports Illustrated. Thanks so much for joining us and at Dave Sepperson on, on the, uh, the Twitter machine um and for for brandon and dave and the cricket outside of my office my name's sam thanks so much for listening to chasing points podcast wherever you uh listen to podcasts thank you and uh you know until then we'll be back next week with the afc preview until then uh be safe take care i normally would say my whole spiel this week like I normally do. We talked way too much. You heard too much from us this week. So I'm just going to spare you guys. But after next week, be prepared. I'm back again. Bye.